On this episode of Eager to Know, our mind is a busy bee, redirecting our mind's work towards creative channels. We all have a creative part of our brain, whether we use it or not, for generating new ideas, problem solving, and just viewing ourselves in this world. I am Ricky McEachran, an artist living in Chicago, and I am eager to know and share with you all how people of a creative leaning have brought this way of thinking to the forefront and how it has shifted outcomes. I met Pete Barker at the record store right around the corner from my home where he works. He shared with me the music that he writes, and we spoke about his relationship to this music. He mentioned his experience with mental illness and how that related to creativity. I thought a discussion about this could be very helpful to people, and he agreed to be a guest on Eager to Know. Pete's experience with depression, anxiety, and OCD has had an impact on living his life and his creative journey. He shared that he found that music was a way to refocus all of the hard work his mind was actively doing. I was curious about his story, and I'm very grateful that he sat down with me to talk about it. Note that at the end of our interview, you can hear three songs that Pete performed live in our studio just for us. Brown, 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 brown. My favorite color is brown. But who cares what I think? Pete, I've been listening to your songs and your music and reading your lyrics. And it's obvious that your songs have a lot of meaning and importance to them. When did music start becoming an important part of your life? Uh, right away. Actually, my mom was a singer and um, there was always records around. Um, she sang all the time, almost to the point of, you know, being annoying. But um, yeah, lot, uh, just, just music right away was... Uh, up, um, like a safe place um, for me. So your mom was like um, singing in the house, like singing well, along with records, well, or well, she is a singer? Well, she's a singer. She sang in the Detroit Concert Choir for a number of years, and um, they uh, they competed internationally. They won uh, okay. Choir of the World in the nineties, uh, ninety six, I think, in Wales. Um, so yeah, she's like a she's a pretty legit singer, you know. Yeah, um, but I also kind of like I moved around a lot as a kid. I had a lot of. Uh, babysitter, a lot of shuffling around, you know, new apartments and stuff like that. So music uh, was definitely um, like a blanket. You know, so a was music, so, was it sort of like something that was consistent with a lot of things changing? Music was exactly. kind of like... Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, uh, so when you say right away, I mean, is this like as soon as you remember being aware of the world, you remember music? Uh, I'm, I don't know about that. I mean, cause I guess like I was, a, my earliest memories are of being maybe one or two, but, um, around two or three, I can remember like hearing the cars in the car with my mom, no pun intended and hearing, uh, you know, Blondie and stuff like that. And, um, sometimes my mom would tell me that it was her, you know, like if, if it, that was her singing. Yeah. Like if it was, uh, you know, any, you know, could, could have been Whitney Houston or something. She'd be like, you know, that that's me actually this time. And, um, I believed her, you know, until I was a few years older, but yeah, <laughs> it was just around so much that I, I have very early memories of it. Yeah. So do you think that's mm -hmm. pretty common for kids? I know um, people are always associating particular songs to specific memories, and I feel like, you know, music is the soundtrack to our lives. Yeah. Um, do you think that's pretty common, or do you think that this has a um, a special intensity for you for me um 
Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, music is very uh, very powerful for most people. But I do meet people quite a bit actually who um, tell me, you know, all I listened to was Christian music until I was thirteen, or all I listened to was you know classical or whatever because that was that was all they had access to, or that was all their parents played, or that's that was all they were allowed to listen to. Um, so I do meet people who. Um, maybe do have a little bit more of a surface level uh, relationship with it um, uh, just because maybe it wasn't a huge part of their lives really early on, you know? So I, I like to think that I have a, a very powerful connection to it, but I think that a lot of people do. So that'd be kind of. Yeah. So the performance part of it, um, was that something that was initiated by your mom? And I, I'm sure it was encouraged by her, but was that something that like how how did that start? Yeah, um, I was really really scared to sing um, in front of people uh, for a long time until I was about maybe twenty one or twenty two. I just started doing it, going to open mics and stuff like that. But you did it uh, as a kid? Um, no, no, uh, no. I was terrified of singing as a kid. Um, uh, yeah, I was terrified of it. So were you um, were you writing music though up until then, but just not singing or? or? Uh, no, I started playing guitar at the age of seventeen. Um, because I was actually like, um, kind of more of an athlete when I was a teenager. Okay. Um, but then I didn't really start composing songs and singing them until a few years later. You know, my first few years were just sort of trying to learn my way around the guitar. Um, so I didn't start really, once I started writing songs though, I didn't like have an excuse anymore. I had to sing them. Otherwise I was like, what's, what's the point of even doing this? You know? Yeah. Um, so I just had to sort of start like even if it was just like you know a little around my friends just so they'd kind of hear me sing even like a tiny bit yeah um yeah so when you started playing guitar i assume you were just copying songs that you were fans of uh you were a fan of were were you taking proper lessons or were you uh, just learning on your own no i was just learning on my own um yeah i had some song books i had a beatles book i think a lot of people did i had uh or still do um I had uh, a couple of Smashing Pumpkins books, and I had a cousin who was actually taking lessons. Um, so I'd go over to his house and kind of like be like, you know, show me what you learned or whatever. So sort of secondhand lessons, I guess you could say. So what was it like going from experiencing music and it being so uh, you know a part of your life to now really getting involved in a new way? Because now you are creating music that you are and, and let's not talk about writing your own music yet I, i'm i'm want to figure out the jump from Got, being a gotcha. fan of music to suddenly now i am actually creating this stuff that mm -hmm. i'm aware of yeah um so can you phrase the question now? i'm just um, was that scary was it like oh my gosh this is amazing that like what, were, what was the experience or the emotions of playing the guitar and actually creating music uh, yeah, it was uh, it was the coolest thing in the world, you know, because I just wanted to be like the few people that I that I admired, you know, like Robert Smith or, or Billy Corgan or whoever it was, um, and uh, and I, I knew I didn't just want to play the guitar, like just be a guitar player in a band. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but um, that I wanted to use the guitar as a tool um, to create something else. Okay, so yeah, did that happen? A piece of art. Did that happen pretty quickly? Like yeah. A, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so within the first few years, I started writing little bits of just kind of instrumental stuff, you know, on the guitar. Um, but then sort of adding lyrics and ha actually having something to say and not being afraid to sing, um, that took a few years. So okay. it wasn't until my early 20s that I was really doing that. 
So was that hard to come up with the material or was it something that just sort of felt natural? Like this is something I finally have um, a channel for stuff to come out of me type of thing. Uh, no, it wasn't hard, but I did write a lot of horrible stuff. You know what I mean? And that was kind of, um, that was definitely for me part of the growing process. Um, so I never thought that I was incapable. It was never like I was hitting a wall. Like, you know, people talk about writer's block or whatever. I've always written a ton. Um, but I just wrote so much stuff that wasn't good. And actually within a few years, I started being able to recognize that and say, um, this is not something that I can move forward with. Um, so, uh, becoming, becoming an act, becoming a sort of bona fide songwriter, um, it didn't take that long. I mean, in my mid twenties, I think I was, I was writing loads of songs and I think they were pretty good too. How did you learn how to be a good songwriter? Is that something that you just kind of figure out or is there something, a standard that you would hold your songs up to? And the way, where my Absolutely, brain, where yeah. my brain is going yeah. is with painting. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, yeah. I, when I started painting, if you're starting painting without training, um, you, you may not know if your painting is quote unquote good. Right. At yeah. some point, mm -hmm. you know, once you are exposed to people who are formally trained, you have some new insight where you could have um, some perspective on how to judge it. Mm -hmm. So how do, how do you make a, a judgment on that? Yeah, I was always real hard on myself. I always thought like if, if this couldn't at least show up on a B-Sides album of one of my favorite bands, then it's not good. Um, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, just kind of years of, of studying, you know, why people put, you know, this chord with that chord or, um, you know, um, you know, what kind of weight, um, you know, these chords have or that this lyric might have. Um, yeah. Um, and, you know, like, like things like, you know, it's not just writing about, it's not just writing like part A, but this part A go with part B and, um, et cetera. I think that takes like loads of time and commitment and, um, a little bit of intuition too. Um, and I'd like to think I have that, you know, and I think most people are kind of self, you know, biased and think that they do. So, um, I'm not unique in that way, but I like to think that I have that sort of intuition about, um, taking pieces and putting them where they go, um, as far as writing a song, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, uh, it's a, it's a little bit of, um, it's a little bit of talent and it's a little bit of, of hard work too. Okay. So a combination of creativity and technique. Right. Exactly. So when you have these this music that you wrote in the past, do you are they recorded or yeah. are they so these are all recordings that you have? Yeah, I do have some early recordings. Yeah, absolutely. Um I used to go record with a buddy. He was kind of more the, you know, producer engineer and I would just sort of show up with a guitar and we'd record a few songs. So do you just have like um, all this old stuff that you I don't do. think that's any good? I do. Yeah, I've got loads of old stuff. Actually, my that that friend who he actually lives near um near Andersonville. Um he has more than I do. I have hardly any of it. So sometimes I'll have to bug him and go write him an email or something say, "Hey, remember that second album that I did? Um can you pass it along to me because I haven't heard it in 10 years and I want to hear what it sounds like." I swear to God. So, um he'll <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff will happen. One of the biggest challenges I have as a painter, well not the biggest, but that's kind of annoying is I, when I have a painting that I create, I have this asset, like you, I have this thing, this right. physical mm -hmm. thing. Like, what yeah. do I do with it? If it's not good, do I, do I keep it? Do I just like stack them all up in my studio? Do I paint over it? And you end up like with all of this 
inventory of right, exactly, things. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I always um, I always tell people like if you're a musician, like it just goes into the ether that you're right, or it's just a recording, so yeah. you don't have to deal with it. But as a painter, it's something physical that I yeah, have to like deal with. Yeah, it's like in a room. It's like sitting it's a, in a room. It is in a room <laughs> that I have to like deal. I have to physically have to manage it. So when you were talking about um, a song, is it obviously there's music and there's lyrics? Do the two work together to create a song, or can you have a song that's just, yeah, I'm not worried about the lyrics. I'm really judging it on the music. Like, how do the two work together? Yeah, um, I think you can. I, th- I think um, I think all three sort of methods work. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, you have your like. Um, your Bob Dylans or your Jack Whites who just sort of use the chords as a backdrop for the, for this great vocal and these great lyrics um, to get that to get that message across and to get that vocal melody across. Um, and that's not to that's not to imply that there's no harmony between the two, um, but it really is more about the vocal and the lyrics. Um, and that's fine. That's not really what I'm into. But um, um, I kind of like to to find the perfect vessel, and that would be the music or the chords, and then to um, sort of get in it, and that's where the lyrics come from. So you start with the music. And I typically, then... yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. You know, if um if I'm just sitting around strumming certain chords or something, and and I'm going, I get this very heavy feeling from it. Um, I'll have to kind of get in that ship and go with it. Um, so the the lyrics are more or less dictated by the chords that I'm hearing. And so do they just come to you, or do you yeah. think of lyrics and you write them down and um. I, I typically don't write them down first. I write to them. I write them down after I'm, I'm, I've begun the you know the process of the song. But um, there is always this latent um, sort of um, there's these latent things in all of us, right? So um, there's things we want to say. There's things that bother us. There's things that cause us panic and anxiety or you know f- fear, hatred, whatever. Um, they're sort of just always boiling underneath. Mm-hmm. So it always just takes a few chords to kind of pull them out of you. And then if you find yourself just uttering. You, you just utter like one phrase over the chords. You're kind of like, that's, that's exactly it, you know. That sounds like you have a big advantage that, you know, because people do have all of this stuff boiling inside of them. Yeah. And if you can like bring that to the surface yeah. with music, yeah, absolutely. that's a yeah. huge advantage that you have that most people don't have. Would you agree? Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. It's a, it's a great tool for, um, you know, for, for finding your way through life, I think. Yeah. Now you had, um, when we spoke on the phone, you had mentioned that, um, you had said that you had used music as a way to like process and deal with things. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you know, um, music makes me happy. Um, and so I play, I I do play it when I'm happy. Um, so it's, it's not just something that I kind of look to when I'm, um, when I'm sad, but, um, as far as, you know, what am I going to pull from? Um, what are these feelings that, you know, are boiling under the surface that these chords are going to pull out? Um, a lot of those come from um, a lot of my own struggles, which, you know, with mental illness and things of that nature. But the music always makes you happy when you're doing it? Oh, absolutely. The whole process makes me super happy. So if you are um, in a low state and you, mm-hmm. yeah, music will always make you, you happy? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if I have a place to go and say, I want to die, you know, um, that will always lift me up. And I feel like you usually get cut off from being able to to put an emotion like that into the world. You know, like if you go to, even if you go to your shrink and you say, I want to die, 
um, they might be like, oh, hey, 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 you know, like, calm down, calm down. Um, or if you go to a friend or a family member and you say something like that, you're going to worry them, you know. Um, so, yeah. so, you know, in your average um, societal interaction, you can't sort of come forth with, with information like that. Uh-huh. Um, but music will always let you do that. You know, if you listen to old blues singers or whatever, you know, just something that severe, like a, a notion that severe, like, like I'm so unhappy I could die. Mm-hmm. Um, you're free to say that. And in that pro there's something very cathartic about that, you know? Um, so even when I'm feeling that low, which isn't always, you know, I mean, there's, there's many lows, yeah. right? <laughs> but even, even if I'm feeling that low, um, I can go, I can go tell my guitar. I can go tell that to my guitar, you know, or I can go tell that to the wall while I'm playing my guitar and, uh, something really cool might come out of that. Um, and even if it doesn't, um, I'm still having fun trying to compose a song. Right. Would you, would you equate it to like a release type of thing? Without question. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to live without, without playing, without writing songs and singing. I couldn't imagine it even. Huh. Do you think that, wow, that just makes me think how lucky you are that you, that you have that as a tool. I know, I know I said that, but. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I am, I, I am I, very I think, lucky. Yeah. I think that's amazing because I feel yeah. like. Um, so many people do, well, life in general is just fucking a big challenge and it it causes all sorts of, um, thoughts, feelings, and emotions that are very painful. Um, but I know you had mentioned, you know, a mental illness, if Mm -hmm. you know, that is going to, uh, um, escalate or like inflame things even more mm-hmm. yeah so um people use all sorts of things to deal with with that and sure. ha- and having um music that's really that's that's incredible when did that um when did you realize that that was something um that you had available to you um that outlet for my yeah. feelings yeah yeah so when we think about where you are now and mm-hmm. you have this tool to deal with emotions where where are you today? Like, how does it work for you now? Um, is, you know, mental illness something that you currently um, have to deal with? And how does music work with that? How does that help that? How do they work together? Um, I'm in a good place, I think, and I'm creating a ton. Um, and I'm creating a ton because I'm kind of, I'm bummed out that I lost a certain amount of years to to uh, sort of like severe mental illness in a, a time when I was rather low functioning and I could have been churning out more music. Now, was that, were you depressed? Um, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I suffer from depression, obsessive compulsive disorder, uh, really high anxiety. And uh, in the last couple of years, my sort of sensorium's kind of broken down a lot too. Uh, so just, you know, light and sound, I'm just very sensitive to. Um, but um, So you were not able to produce music during, uh, per- during you know, a period of time? Well, it's like, you know, I was working, but, you know, when I think about, you know, 20, I don't know, 2010 to 2015 or something. I mean, I was like doing stuff like, you know, I went to Truman and uh, I went to UIC. And I remember when I went to Truman, it's just an example. Um, I lived like a mile from Truman and I used to get out of school and it would take me like two hours to walk home because I'd have to stop at every single building and uh, in front of every single um, like building and business and, and whatever before I could like 
past the edge of the building. Okay, so your so your time was being consumed. Yeah, my yeah exactly. Um, my time was being you know I'd get home and I'd just be like break down in tears basically because it was just like you know who the fuck takes two hours to walk down the street to get home you know and and that was like my everyday life for a while and I just couldn't help but thinking I was you know jealous of friends who were making music at the time or you know I couldn't help thinking you know you know this friend of mine or this person you know they just. They just in that situation they would have just gone home after school and picked up their guitar and started playing, you know. They would have just, you know, just done things sort of in a flu in a fluid manner. And I don't really get to do that. That was kind of like I was so sad about that, you know. I can totally see that because um, not only are you upset that you're dealing with this situation of, you know, it taking a long time, but then right. you're looking at others and comparing what other people are right, doing, and right, it makes you yeah. feel even worse. Right, of course. So yeah. I can re- I can relate to that in other areas. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But to to speed that up, back up to now, kind of. Um. I'm in a much better place from a mental health standpoint. Um. But it's it's just like, oh damn, you got to bear down, you know, because you've been writing for so long, you've been playing for so long. Um. Um. You know, now's the time. Do something with it. You know. Um. If you know, because because now when I when you know I don't do that anymore. I, it doesn't take me two hours to walk a mile. You know. Um. I, I don't have those same problems. So, um. It's my you know it's my responsibility to myself to, um, make sure I'm using all that extra time to create. You know. Yeah. 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 Do you feel like you're free? Is uh, there a sense of freedom? Not completely. Um. I mean, I'm not like uh, uh you know completely devoid of of those things. You know. Um. You know depression and things of that sure nature. yeah sure um uh but uh I, I feel i feel pretty damn free yeah i'd say so good do you feel a sense of um making up for lost time or are you just focused on today yeah, and doing um, the best that you can yeah you know i um i i do feel that way um and i don't like feeling that way because it's it's not really that's also not super productive because then you find yourself sort of maybe rushing things or trying sure. to you know hurry through a process or something like that. So I'd be lying if I said I don't feel like I need to make up for lost time. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, I, you know, I, I do feel that way. But lately I've been trying to kind of just set that emotion aside and, and uh, just kind of pretend I'm, you know, just super free to, to go about my business and, um, you know, um, as I please, I guess. Cool. Yeah. Now, how does the music fit into all of this mm-hmm. um, today for you yeah. um, in terms of, um, it, you know, there is the kind of like work production part of it, yeah. but then there's also the he- healing, mm-hmm. you know, sure, helping yeah. you deal with your emotions. Yeah. Can you just tell me how that split or what do you want to say about yeah, that? Yeah, um, it's, it's actually kind of one, it's all kind of one thing in that I try to spend... Um, I try to spend more time um, creating um, or just playing my guitar, you know, innocently like you do when you're, you know, and there's no, there's no focus on, I need to churn out, a, a, you know, a, a, a track or yeah. whatever. I'm just going to play my guitar. Um, I try to um, fill, fill my time with that. And that allows me far less time to obsess over um, things or to, um, uh, ruminate on on my depression or, or something I'm upset about. When you're playing your guitar, mm-hmm. is your brain focused on the guitar as opposed to other obsessive ideas? Um, or, or other ideas that that's you... a great question because um, yeah, you know because you know I was I was told in the, in therapy a while a while back that um, that I'm 
that I'm creative and that a lot of my obsessive thinking, it's, it's, it's very creative. You know, I grew up with a lot of magical thinking. I grew up with a lot of religion, but I mean, I mean, truly toxic stuff, like a lot of end of the world kind of shit and, you know, miracles here and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So uh, there's always been that element to my thinking. Um, a lot of my mental illness is obviously, um, inherited, you know, it's, it's, it's genetic, but, um, that, that nature and nurture kind of combination is pretty deadly. Um, so there's, there's always been this, uh, there's always been this fantastical element to, to my, um, suffering. And a lot of that is my own, is my own sort of creativity, you know, believing that this thing that, you know, is, uh, impossible is, well, maybe it's possible, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and to sort of like, and to go down that road in my mind for hours, days, weeks, whatever. Um, I don't really do that anymore because I try and take that creative energy and redirect it towards, um, uh, some, you know, something like music, for instance, if that makes sense. It makes total sense. Yeah. It makes total sense to me. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned being heard. Can you yeah. tell me about when people are hearing your music and really receiving it in the way that you intended it. Can you tell me about that experience? Yeah. Um, I think it's, you know, part of it's my fault because I, I, yeah, I don't think I've done enough to really get it out to, to as many people as I can get it out to. But, um, you know, I, I, in the aughts, I would give my CDs to friends and they didn't have a choice. They had to listen to it because they'd like set it in their car in one of those silly, like, uh, 10 disc things that you tie to the, uh, the, the visor that you pulled out. I don't, I don't remember what they're called, but, um, they'd like have to listen to it. Cause it'd just be like right there, you know? Um, and they'd come back and I'd, you know, I'd get good feedback and I'd hear it in my friends though, you know, if I'd play a show or something, which was fairly rare, but I'd play out and they'd come see me. And so, um, that was, that was always a great experience. Um, now, you know, I share things online and it's like, you know, people can sort of like and run, you know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> so like, you know, you get likes and everything, but it's like the engagement overall is, is very much down. So I'm, I'm, I'm personally struggling getting, getting people to stop what they're doing. You know, we're all moving really fast. We're all trying to work and, yeah, and, you know, but, um, um, when it does click, you know, and I, I do have certain friends who really take the time and, and they, they'll even text me and say, you know, I haven't listened to it yet, but that's because when I do, I want to like, I want to sit with it and listen to it like two or three times. And I just want to make that my evening. Nice. And that that's like really heartwarming to me. Of course. Um, and then when they do, you know, eventually get back to me and they say, I loved it. Or they, or they say like, you know, they'll like point out a lyric from a song or something. Um, I'm just like, wow, that's so cool. Thank you for doing that. You know, nice. I, try, I try to do that when I have friends who make, make a record or a painting even or, you know, really spend some time with it. So Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, if you had your way what would be the best way for people to receive the music? Would it be listening to it on a CD or would it be performing it live? Um, I, I do like performing live when I do it, you know, it's one of those things like, uh, I guess like getting out on the dance floor at a wedding or something. It's like, you know, people don't want to do it and then they get out there and then they're like suddenly having a great time and you can't get them off the dance floor or something. Um, you know, I, I don't play out a ton. Um, and then I, 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 you know, it frankly scares me a little bit, obviously, you know, to play my songs for certain people to be on stage in front of people. It's a little, it's a little scary. Um, but then when I do it, I feel really good. Um, but, um, to, to, you know, properly answer your question. Um, if I could, 
um, you know, if I could have, you know, my albums pressed on vinyl and, and, and sort of, you know, distributed uh, to, you know, a number of stores, that'd be like the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, vi- yeah, vinyl. Like to, you know, I, I mean, I work at a record store and just, just which, digging. Which is where we met. Which is where we met. And, uh, you know, just digging through bins of vinyl all day, you, you pick some up and you look at them and you're like, God, this is so beautiful. You know, um, I want one of these, you know, but I don't want this one. I want one that's, it's me on it, you know, and it's me making the, you know, recording the songs and all that. So I've never had a vinyl pressed and, and I think I would love that. Oh, I think you, I think you will. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I'm sure you will. Good. I'm sure you will. For Thank sure. You. So if I were to go to Rattleback Records in Andersonville, where you work, mm-hmm. and I was to look for this vinyl album mm-hmm. that we are planning on getting pressed for you <laughs> at some time, yeah. what section would it be in? Um, at Rattleback Records, it would be in the pop rock section, um, okay. because we, uh, kind of integrate a lot of sort of classic rock, hard rock, um, even electronic. Um, and I'm, when I say electronic, I mean more or less like, uh, like radio friendly electronic or club what, if, what if I were to go on iTunes, what yeah. category would it be in there? Um, you could probably find my stuff on, um, like sort of dream pop. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say synth pop, but, uh, but dream pop, folk rock um i think those are kind of like the the most accurate labels so do you have any advice to people that are dealing with just struggles or mental illness Mm -hmm. um, as it relates to a creative outlet and using creativity as a way to channel that yeah two things um one thing i touched on was um trying to you know i know that um um, everyone suffers kind of to different degrees, but I know that when people are angry, when they're depressed, when they, when they dwell on, on thoughts for, you know, endless periods of time or, um, to the point where they're sort of incapacitated, stay in bed all day, things like that. Um, that requires a lot of work, you know, um, that's hard work. Um, and I know that people who suffer know that, so I don't, I don't mean to condescend, but, but, um, you know, that's hard work. And if you could find a way to, um, refocus, um, that work, um, you'll get a lot of, a lot of happiness out of that, I think. And you'll find yourself creating things you didn't even know, you know, you could. Do you know how someone could figure that out? Um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's like yeah. a big ask, um, of for course, someone, yeah. you know, yeah. um, that, I mean, that makes complete sense to me, mm-hmm. but, You're um, right. it's a huge ask. It's a huge it's ask. A huge Cause ask. I know people that, um, yeah, I mean, how would I? What would I tell someone? You yeah, know? well, you know, you know, the thing is, like, you know, I can, I can kind of amend what I've just said by saying that, um, you know, that has taken me like years to to kind of do. So it's it's not like I could just sort of wake up one day and say I'm not going to be unhappy today. I'm going to sure. focus on work instead. Um, so it's very much like um a one foot in front of the other process. Um, but you know, even just um the the mindfulness of of going. Oh my God, I'm like, I'm like working my ass off on my own suffering right now. Um, how can I, you know, I'm just going to go, you know, I'm just going to go sing for a little bit, or I'm just going to go, you know, strum my guitar for a little bit. Um, those, those periods, those sessions, um, they will pull something out of you, you know? And I think that once you find the pleasure in that, you'll kind of go back. It'll, it's sort of like the, you know, the being driven by the pleasure, um, of it all i think kind of will put you in that habit more frequently um and that's why why i say it's a it's a one foot in front of the other process yep yeah and i think it Mm -hmm. can be i think everyone has to find what that is 
whether, you know, for you, it's obviously music and creating music. Um, you know, for me, it's visual arts. For some people, it's writing. I mean, writing, I think, is a great a great thing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, trying to use creativity as a way to channel all that stuff that's going on in our brains. Because yeah, it is a lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of work. We spend a lot of, many people, you know, including me, mm-hmm. spend a lot of um, <clears throat> mental brain cycles mm-hmm. on things that aren't really productive. Right. And they're mm-hmm. destructive. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We're, I think we're kind of wired that way for the most part. Um, and, and then just people who suffer with certain mental illnesses kind of, um, that's accentuated, you know? So maybe that, um, that, that nonproductive spinning is kind of spinning even a little harder and a little, and a little faster. Um, so I told, yeah, I, I, I totally understand that. It's definitely something that plagues most artists to some degree. Yeah, definitely. Cool. And you're a great painter, by the way. I've oh. been, I've been, well, I've been, I've been, um, has, you know, I've been hesitant to say that because I didn't want you to think I was kissing your ass ahead of, <laughs> ahead of it. But I've seen some stuff on, on Instagram and Facebook um, oh. that I thought was fantastic. So you'll be hearing from me in the future now that we've done this, you know, but. Okay. Well, yeah. thank you. That but, means yeah, a I, lot I do, to me. Of course. Sure. So in terms of people listening and suggestions for them to push their creativity forward, do you have anything additional you could suggest? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I think try and um, do something scary artistically. Um, and what what I mean by that is you always hear people say, um, you know, do something scary, like go play a show or, or, you know, get people to hear your music. You know, that that's scary because, you know, people have stage fright and things like that. But what I mean is 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 do something that opens yourself up to, um, I, w- I wouldn't say like attack, but say whatever you want, you truly want to say, because I think you'll find that actually um, most people will embrace the real you, if that makes sense. Um, you know, um, ev- like even if you just have to like write it down, you know, um, whatever that may be, like maybe, you know, you hate your brother or something like, I don't, I don't really know, but I'm just saying, um, these things get people sort of, you know, sort of marginalized artistically, but, um, you can really, um, put those sorts of feelings into something and, uh, people will really embrace your honesty. I think, I guess that's what I'm trying to say is just, um, uh, people tiptoe around their real feelings um, uh-huh. when they write and when they, and when they paint and when they, um, and there's things they're afraid to say because, um, you know, they don't want this this or that person in their life to judge them. Um, fuck all that. You don't have time for all that. You know, you should you should do something that's that that scares you. Um, and be on and and that comes from um, pull the that honest. out of your, right exactly because that's how you got to find out who you are. Okay, that is a great suggestion. Well, thank you so much. This has been really a great conversation. I really appreciate you taking the time to hang with me mm-hmm. and for performing. That mm-hmm. was great. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I had a great time. Where can people hear your music or learn more about what you're all about? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm on Spotify. I'm on Bandcamp, SoundCloud. I have a, sort of a mini bio on all those pages. Um, they're very easy to find. I just go by my name, Pete Barker. There's no you know, crazy band name or anything like that. Um, you know, I have a couple videos on YouTube. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm out there. Pete performed three songs live in our studio for us. It was just his voice, a guitar, and a microphone. The following are those three songs we recorded. They are Blue, Life and Death, and Forgive. Blue, 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 blue You own nothing blue Except that old frock coat That 
I appreciate And black, 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 black Your eyes are so, so black And that's my heart attack When I see them And brown, 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 brown well, My favorite color is brown who cares what I think? Red, 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 red Your lips are so, so red And I am almost dead Cause I can't have them And I am almost dead My favorite color is brown But who cares what I think Red, 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 red Your lips are so, so red And I am almost dead Cause I can't have them Yeah.
I could do it all again If I could do it all again If I could do it all again Well, I wouldn't do it all I wouldn't do it all again And how do you think that shit I need to tell you Oh, but I forgive you And black coffee, now that's two separate words And I don't need to tell you that But sometimes I think that maybe you could use some coffee So you could see what's going on Sometimes I think about you walking around town that you live with no shits left to give and all this time's gone by technology's changed but maybe you've rearranged it so that you can just be happy without it it's just like nothing ever happened still read the same old books you're very romantic that's what i love about you maybe you should ask somebody else what books they are reading and how it makes them feel and how it makes them feel sometimes i think about you pissing someone off and not realizing for a week you'd hurt somebody's feelings oh
that's two separate words And I don't need to tell you that But sometimes I think that maybe you could use some coffee So you could see what's going on And forgive, that's a seven-letter word And I don't need to tell you that But you'd be surprised at all the shit I need to tell you My name is Ricky McGuckrin, and you have been listening to Eager to Know, the podcast. If you haven't already, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Eager to Know podcast. 